Now, we have been learning the will of God, understanding what the will of God is. I like the way Paul said it in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 17, it says, Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. And that's what we are discussing. Now, I'm going to look at that later, but let me just go back to where we were. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we read Paul telling us that the will of God is just one thing. He said, this is the will of God, which is sanctification. That is, Paul was writing to possibly thousands of people at that time. And now we know that literally billions of people have read that portion of the scriptures. Yet he said to them that the will of God is just one thing. The will of God is your sanctification. It's not two things. Yet we have said that God has a specific will for the lives of everybody. Whether I should live in this city or marry this person all right, or school here, or pursue this profession, God has a specific will for the life of each individual. So how could Paul have just said that the will of God is just one thing, sanctification? And that's what I've been explaining. And that's the fact that the will of God has a general aspect, and the specific aspect takes care of itself, basically, if the general one is in place. There was a man, at least for their time, he was a good man, Abimelech. Abimelech one day saw a woman, and in his season, let me just quickly say it, it doesn't mean it was perfect, but in his season, God just overlooked some things. Abimelech was a polygamist, and he would marry any woman that he liked, you know, because he was a king in that time. But one thing Abimelech was conscious not to do is to take another man's wife. You will notice that thing. So Abimelech was careful not to take anybody else's wife. He walked in integrity. We can look at it. We'll know that Abimelech did not use to cheat people. Abimelech wouldn't take your land just anyhow. But one day he saw a man, Abraham, who had a very beautiful wife. Now, he did not know this was the man's wife. He did not know. So what he did was he decided to take the woman and marry her. So they brought the woman into his harem. He was a polygamist. He was a king in those tribes of those days. And at night, God came over to him and said, Abimelech, you are a dead man. And he said, what? That's in his dream. And he answered in the dream, Lord, what have I done? He said, you took a, pro- a prophet's wife. He said, I did not know it was his wife because the man himself said, it is my sister. So I was marrying a woman who was single because I thought that was the situation. And God said, no, it's actually the man's wife. Now, what I want to bring out from there is the fact that Abimelech normally walked in his own extent of sanctification. He understood. Normally, he wouldn't do that. So when situations came upon him in which he began to break the law of God, God came in and interjected and said, don't do that thing you're about to do. It's going to destroy you. And that is the issue about the specific will of God. If we walk in the general will of God, the specific one will take care of itself. The problem with many of us is that we sleep with everything that comes across our way. Then we say, God, what is your will concerning marriage? God said, I do not have any will concerning marriage in your life. I don't. Marry anything you find, just the way you've been sleeping with them. So no matter, if you like, run to the village, tell your mother to find you a very young girl, you know, a 17-year-old virgin, no problem. That's when you will know that people were, they joined the cult when they were 10, but they kept themselves waiting for you, that this one, we are going to destroy his life. You will marry the witch that your mother did not know. You will reap the just recompense of reward. You cannot think you are smart. People do it and say, the girls play, play, play. At the end of the day, you now go and join church so that you go and wait, you know, so you can marry a decent man. Don't worry. The man also came there to marry a decent woman. At the end of the day, two fools will marry themselves and go into destruction. That is just the way it is. So what am I going to explain? You do not 
look for the specific will of God, except you are working in the general will of God. So that was the reason why Paul could say, this is the will of God, sanctification. The will of God is not something else. It is just sanctification. That is, anything I want to do, I work in sanctification concerning that thing. And I'm going to explain it next time, how to work in sanctification in every aspect of life. But there's a scripture I want to read, which is very beautiful to explain this thing. It is from the book of Ezekiel chapter 14. God says something to them there. From verse 6, it says, Thus says the Lord, repent and turn away from your idols, and turn your faces away from all your abominations. And I said in verse 7, please note it. For any one of the house of Israel, or of the immigrants who stay in Israel, who separates himself from me, puts up his idols in his heart, puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity, and then comes to the prophet to inquire of me for himself. I, the Lord, will be brought to answer him in my own person. Now listen to what God said he would do. He said, I will set my face against that man. And please bear it in mind, it applies to the woman also. And make him a sign and a proverb. And I will cut him off from among my people, so that you will know I am the Lord. He said, but if the prophet is prevailed upon to speak a word, it is I, the Lord, who have prevailed upon that prophet. And I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from amongst my people Israel. They will bear the punishment of their iniquity. As the iniquity of the inquirer is, so the iniquity of the prophet will be. Now, let me just stop here. Now, why did I read this? To let us understand that God was the one that said this thing that I'm saying. He said, before I talk about my specific will in the life of anybody, the person must be relating with me in light of my general will. That is the important thing about that. That is, I don't just have a specific will for the lives of people. What I have, which is what I require for each one to know, is my general will. That is the thing. As for the specific will, I will make them know it if they consciously adhere to my general will. What am I trying to explain? If, for example, people come to me and say, what is the will of God for marriage concerning me? Now, see here, what we read, this will come to prophet. Let me quickly say that. And that's why a lot of people don't realize. You go to a prophet. See, the spiritual realm is open. It's not hidden. Like, you know, you can hide behind a wall and do something. Nobody knows you are there. Then you now come out from there, clean your mouth, you know, lick, lick tom-tom and come out be smelling fresh. We don't know the urukuruku you have gone to do inside the corner. On the physical realm, yes, it is like that. But the spiritual realm, all the evil spirits are seen through the wall. All the angels are seen through the wall. And God is seeing everything. So by the time you leave your house and travel to go and see the prophet, the spirits know where you are coming from. God knows where you are coming from. They planned and they are waiting for you. Do you get my point? Sometimes you see people say that witches are pursuing them. Oh, let's laugh. You see a man goes to see a prophet and says that um, my life is not moving straight because my enemies are after me. This is a man who has a wife and four children in Abuja. He comes to Enugu. He goes to the prophet and his girlfriend is waiting in the car. Listen to me. If that prophet identifies the witches and your enemies for you, and he didn't point to you and that girl, just know that he's lying to you. He said, but the prophet saw visions. Listen, visions can be seen. God can allow prophets to see any kind of vision just to make sure you are totally destroyed. That's a matter of fact. I'm telling you the truth. This was what happened to um, Ahab the king of Israel, he went to go and pray. Uh, pray am I going to prosper in this, this, thing, in this uh, journey I'm going? And God said, to the, God said, this man, we are going to destroy him in Ramos Gilead. He's going to die there. But how do we let him go? He said, one spirit came and said, please, I'm a lying spirit. Let me go and deceive him. God said, go and deceive him. So that lying spirit, a literal spirit, 
entered into the hearts of the prophets. And some of them began to see visions of victory. Some of them began to see visions of conquest. Some of them began to prophesy. I hear the Lord speak. You are going to prosper. You are going to prosper. You are going to prosper. At the end of the day, God says, very good. This man is a sinner who has entrenched idolatry in Israel. Yet he wants to know how I will make him prosper in battle. Let him go to that battle. He went to that battle. Of course, there was just one prophet, Micaiah, who came out and told him the truth, that this is what is going on. He refused to believe Micaiah. The ability to believe the truth is what God gives to you if you love the truth. If you don't like the truth, God will not give you the ability to recognize it. Micaiah told him the truth. He did not believe it. Of course, he went to the battle. He said, lock him up until I come back. Micaiah said, if you come back, God has not spoken through me. And of course, he never came back. Somebody shot him by accident. The Bible says that he just took an arrow and shot randomly towards the, in the, to, to, towards the armies of Israel. And that arrow just went and hit the very spot in his armor that had a gap. And the man died. Why? Because he was believing prophets when he himself was a lie in himself. Listen, you cannot be a lie in yourself, disobeying the will of God, and think that prophets can prophesy truth to you. Any prophet that prophesies anything to you, when you are a liar in yourself, when you are a cheat, when you are an unbeliever, when you are an adulterer, a fornicator, the prophet is lying. That is a matter of the will of God. I hope you understood that point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.